is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a lot long time ago and it's stagnating we've got to get out of this division and into the championship Pompey's 2022-2023 campaign is almost over Morel chips it to the far post to Bishop header on the post and in and Colby Bishop has goal number 20 of the league one season Derby chip it to the edge of the Pompey uh, Pantera shot and goal flicked on and James Collins the player Last week's one-all draw at Pride Park represented the Blues' final away match of the season. This weekend, they take on Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park in the final day of the Skybet League One campaign. The two sides are separated by just one place and one point, with a finish in eighth position up for grabs for the winner on Sunday. We'll come on to preview that game at PO4 and hear the pre-match thoughts of John Messino. There's quite a bit to play for in terms of league position with this one, which has fallen on um, the last day of the season where it's eighth versus ninth, and so we've got a lot of pride to play for there. We, we really do want to make sure that we finish ahead of Wickham and, and finish as strongly as possible. That's really important. And as ever, Blues fans, we want to hear from you this evening. How would you summarise this league campaign for Pompey in just one word? Do the Blues need to spend big next season to stand any chance of going up? And what do you think the score will be when Wickham Wanderers make the short trip down to PO4 on Sunday? 81400 is the number you need to text. Make sure you start those messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm within your tweets or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live. It's time for the final match preview of the season here on 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Well hello there and welcome to this Friday night edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Be sure to visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide near you. Well coming up tonight we'll go over the week's news coming out of Fratton Park, discuss how the Pompey women end their season with silverware and look ahead to the men's final match of the 22-23 campaign. Wickham Wanderers the visitors on Sunday lunchtime. Let's remind you first, however, how John Bassino's side capped off their adventures on the road this season. Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham were on hand to provide the commentary at Pride Park for the Blues' final away match of the campaign. Everything we do is passionately pompous. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth are in their usual home colours. They will go from left to right in this first 45 minutes. Derby's usual home colours are white shirts, black shorts and black socks. They'll go from right to left. We're sat in the West Stand. Time for live football for you. Good to have you with us on this sunny Saturday afternoon. Sibley trying to get away from Pack. 
Finds the danger man, McGoldrick, 40 yards out, cries of shoot. He's going to hit this on his right foot, you know, and he's going to cow one, and he's put it just wide. Does that clip the post? It's come off Macy's hands, corner kick Derby, you can't give him that space. Well, that's a terrible pass from him, and Pompier in trouble here. McGoldrick edge of the box, he's laid it. Great chance for Derby, shot wide, what a miss. What an opportunity for Derby to take the lead, and Mendes Lang has squandered it, it's still 0-0. Morel chips it to the far post, to Bishop, header of the post and in! And Colby Bishop has goal number 20 of the League One season! It's the two Nottingham Forest fans combining to hurt Derby County's playoff hopes! Derby nil, Portsmouth one, it's a robbery! Corner kick, which Lane is going to take now in towards the near post, headed down by Ogilvy! How's that been kept out? Wow. Wildsmith again! What a save! And it is the boarding as the two sides make their way towards the dressing rooms at half-time here. Derby chip to the edge of the Pompey uh, penalty area, shot and a goal! Flicked on, and James Collins, the player Portsmouth tried to side in the summer, smashes it into the back of the net. The substitute has come good for Derby County. 20 minutes to go, Derby 1, Portsmouth 1. There is no further time. The whistle has gone and Portsmouth have come away from their trip to Pride Park with a 1-1 draw. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go, the highlights from last weekend's one-all draw between Pompey and Derby County at Pride Park. We've gone over last Saturday's results on Monday's Football Hour. However, since then, there have been two other games in League One. On Tuesday evening, Shrewsbury Town 2-1 victors over Bristol Rovers. And on Wednesday night, Burton Albion 1-0 winners over Cambridge United at the Pirelli Stadium, which means plenty to play for in regards to the bottom of the table this weekend. Cambridge United, Accrington, Stanley and Morecambe, all with a chance of surviving in League One this season. Forest Green Rovers, we know, already relegated. MK Dons and outside, outside shadow of Oxford United, albeit they'd have to lose quite heavily to still go down on the final day of the season. We'll come on about the permutations and what's coming up on Sunday afternoon a little later in this evening's show but let's not waste any more time let's welcome in tonight's guests and first and foremost uh, a very familiar voice to, to welcome you on tonight Tom Chappell from 4 Neil written all over it Tom good evening making a bit of a habit of this aren't we yeah. happy Friday mate happy Friday happy sort of wow long weekend long weekend gotta yeah. be happy about that Unfortunately, there's a Pompey yeah. game in there, which is, yeah. Yeah, we have to get that out of the way, don't we? Of course. We? Um, the, the, the magnificent battle for eighth position. It's going to be big. Game of the weekend, I'm sure. Mm, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Derby, Wednesday, Barnsley, no, Peterborough fans no. might argue with you. No, we've got to build this up to be... Sorry, yes. One. Big game of the weekend. We want people listening in to Pompey Live. Definitely. On Sunday. Big um, start as well. Lots of build-up to be here for. Too. Yeah. Plenty of that. Gotta 10 be. o'clock start here on Pompey Live on Sunday, on morning. I keep saying afternoon. We're normally mm. on an afternoon, yeah. Tom, thank you very much. Good to have you on. Thanks we for should me. probably rename the show to the 4 0 Run All Over Hour <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Especially seeing as we've got uh, a pretty regular guest from 4 0 Run All Over Hour on with us tonight. And probably my favourite person in the whole wide world now. <laughs> Considering the fact that he's a Pompey fan, and if you know me by now, Pompey fans, I've got a big obsession with New York City. It's um, Andrew Barnard, otherwise known as Barney, um, at UKNYCFC on Twitter. Um, Barney, before we start talking about Pompey, um, New York City allegiance is not not bad, not bad club, is it? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, It's one that's 
absolutely grabbed my addictive personality, I guess you could say. Um, the, cl- the, the club over there and the fans have welcomed me with open arms, and it's, uh, it's it's an addictive place to go. The passion, if you, like me, love New York mm-hmm. City and love uh, the American culture, it's just an amazing place to go. Um, and it's a, a surprising one that soccer is as big as it yeah. is over there now. And if you're going to pick any MLS, MLS club, they play in blue. Not quite the same blue, but they're playing blue nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And they are technically the closest MLS club to Portsmouth. If you think about it, technically speaking, I think yet yeah, just about. I just don't about. think there's anyone further north, <laughs> uh, unless you're counting Toronto. But in the, on on the American side of the border, yeah, and their rivals play in red, so there, there was go. a natural link go. to to join them and then yeah. hate their their rivals. And New York City is quite similar to Portsmouth in some respects. You know, the skyline, the the, the beauty aspect of it, they're quite similar in that regard. Waterfront, as it well. is exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's got a lot of history. It's the uh, the original gateway to America. It's where everyone that when they wanted to emigrate there yeah. a couple hundred years ago went through. Um, and if you compare the the, the, um, the Spinnaker Tower to the likes of the Empire State Building, absolutely, it, the Empire State doesn't come close. Of no comparison. No, no comparison no. at all. But we'll stop um, fanboying over <laughs> New York City, and we'll get the uh, the New York footballer on next season. We'll have a very special edition of the show, hopefully from the Yankee Stadium. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Make it? it happen. Yeah, football, uh, Pompey Live Weekender. Oh yeah, live from the Bronx. We'll Have do a the, word. We'll, we'll do the Hudson River Derby maybe yeah. one summer during the the Pompey off season. Excellent. Let's book it in. Um, not sure if we've got the budget for that, but we'll do it. Speak to them upstairs, <laughs> yeah, Jake. We'll Have a word. It. We'll do it. Um, enough of that, Tom. To Pompey, we'll very quickly sort of recap last week's one or draw with Derby County. Yeah. I know you said pre-show you didn't want to really talk about this positive in particular, <laughs> but it's ten games unbeaten for John Messina. Yes. Can't hide away from that. No, you can't. I mean, it's 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 good going. You, you don't need to look into the small print on that one because no. it's you know there's a quite a lot of draws in there, sadly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's looking like obviously Sunday hasn't arrived yet, but he's looking like he's going to finish the season strong as Pompey manager and kind of recircle back to the the start he had with us. I think in terms of his managerial career, and if you look at it, it's it's not too shy of two points per game he's averaged since he's come in. I think it's one point seven nine something like that, which is really great to see. And you know, as he's going to mention later on in the show finish the season on a high is what he wants to do it's what we want to see and looking to build for next year which I'm sure we'll talk about later on too yeah and as much as the draws have been frustrating Barney for, for Pompey over the last 10 games three victories seven draws uh, particularly against the likes of Morecambe MK Dons um, Oxford United three sides that are either in the relegation zone or just outside it and fighting for their lives um, there are building blocks for Pompey and I think if you're looking at the second half of the first half at Pride Park last weekend, the attacking intent, the way that the Blues took the lead through Colby Bishop, and you can see there is potential within that team to really grow next season, given, of course, the support from higher up. Yeah, you, depending on which way, which way you look at it, whether it's glass half, glass half full or glass half empty, you can see there's so much potential there in this squad. Uh, some of those younger players that are given the chance to, that like Bernard that's come in on loan, there's talk of him being a potential signing for next season. That You think players like that, they've done so well coming in. If we can get players like that next season, spend a little bit of money, be wise in the transfer market and find players like him who are out of contract from their parent clubs there's definitely potential there and, and Massinho does seem like he's he's got the positive touch if we can go that many games unbeaten in spite of the draws it's still unbeaten that's still a really positive thing to take you'd rather be oh I don't know actually I don't want to put words in your mouth Tom but if you can be a, a, a team like Pompey that have been over the last 10 games a difficult team to beat regardless mm-hmm. of how many draws there have been to the likes of Derby County to go to Pride Park and not 
be defeated when perhaps at the start of the campaign, particularly that midway stage through Danny and Nikki Cowley, you wouldn't really have much hope to come away from that with anything. Yeah. My point is, if we're becoming a, a difficult side to beat, we can work on in the summer, get John Messino's players in that he wants, and actually transform that team into a side that actually is very hard to beat. Yeah, it's definitely something to be building on. I mean, I'm going to kind of maybe take John Messino's words here, but if this run of form, maybe with a couple more wins than there are, maybe, maybe if you added three wins out of the seven that we've drawn, or maybe even two or three, and plonk it right in the middle of the season, we'd be sat there going, oh, Pompey going all right at the minute, and we're enjoying a, a decent run of form. It is only that it has come at this particularly perilous time where we're really looking towards the playoffs that everyone's really gutted with the likes of the draws you mentioned Oxford, Morecambe, Shrewsbury etc the list goes on and, and I, I think it's disappointing to go four draws in a row but that is definitely something to build on and, and it's not his squad is it? That's what we all have to remember and he's also only been here since January. We were staring down the barrel of League 2 football when he arrived and he makes no bones about mentioning that and so he should because actually he's really made this side incredibly resurgent and for us even to be looking towards a playoff spot on these be disappointed that we haven't got there that speaks a lot about the job he's done here at Pompey potentially a win on Sunday against Wickham Barney would put Pompey on to 72 points for the season and, and finish in 8th position depending on what happens elsewhere we could find ourselves finishing the campaign 4 points shy of the playoff positions with John Messino coming in as, as Tom mentioned there at the time staring at potentially League 2 football next season really at the bottom half of the table so on a black and white sheet of paper, you look at that four points off the playoffs unbeaten in what would be 11 games. You're probably thinking, yeah, give John Messina a five year contract, he's getting us up to the championship <laughs> next season. Um, and, and again, that, that does maybe give some fans opportunity or sort of optimism heading into the summer that given a bit of time on the training pitch, given a few weeks off and potentially some, some funding to get some players that he wants, he wants to bring an attacking brand of football to Fratton Park. Who knows what could happen next season? Yeah, I think we've we've got to be smarter as a club with what talent we let go. Um, I think so many fans get frustrated when you see teams like Ipswich at the top of the table with players that have been in our hands. Your George Hursts, your Connor Chaplins, they were our players, yeah. or, or could have, should have been with Hurst. Um, yes, the budget wasn't there for Hurst at the time, but we let Connor Chaplin go and look how well he's done for mm -hmm. them. He's been banging in goals for fun. We need players like that, and and hopefully Massinho with his links. If he was head of the PFA like he was, you'd like to think that he's got that that right personality to to bring players in on a personal level. The, t the touches you saw from from Danny Cowley before, like when he brought in Joe Morrell, that looked like a personal transfer, and what a, yeah. what a coup it was at the time. It took him a while to get going, but I don't think any of us would would want Morrell out of that team now. No. So if we can get more signings like that, then fantastic then, yeah, my, my full belief goes into what Massinho can do next season. Let's take a moment away from, from Pompey themselves, and it does link with, with Pompey, Tom, and go through uh, some of the midweek results from the Championship um, regarding those at the bottom of the table. We know already Wigan Athletic and Blackpool already relegated. They'll be playing League One football with Pompey next season. But yesterday evening, Huddersfield Town 1-0 winners over already promoted Sheffield United mm -hmm. confirms that they stay in the second tier for another season, which, first of all, 
really takes away what would have been a very interesting game on Monday between Huddersfield and Reading, yeah. which would have essentially been winner stays up. Yeah. So boo Huddersfield for denying us of that <laughs> opportunity as, as football purists to watch that. However, it has condemned Reading to League One football for the first time since they were promoted out of it, or it was then called Division Two, mm. in 2002. So, and I've just got a, a death stare from Connor Mosley in the other studio, Huddersfield Town fan. Is on it? at seven. On at seven, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, plug. Yeah, thank you, Connor. Um, it has denied us a great spectacle Monday. But Reading are in the Championship next season, Tom. And looking at the sides coming down, Wigan Athletic, who are somehow going through a little bit of t- turmoil off the pitch in regards to ownership and finances. Mm. We don't know where that's going to go next season, of course. of course. Blackpool, they don't have the biggest budgets of any division. They're not like a Sheffield Wednesday. They're not a Sunderland. They might do okay. Reading as well off the pitch trouble I personally am not afraid and I might be eating my words in 12 months time I'm not really afraid of any any of the teams coming down and if we're getting rid of Plymouth we're getting rid of Ipswich and maybe one of Sheffield Wednesday or Derby next Barnsley season, as well Barnsley as well potentially next season you look at the, the teams in that division it's potentially one of the weakest it's been in five years yes I'd say take it with a pinch of salt we only know yeah. 16 of the 24 teams that are going to be in League One currently yeah. obviously there's up for grabs with I think we need to mention Bolton in that conversation with regards mm-hmm. to the playoffs as well but I completely agree with you I think it is going to be Pompey's to throw away mm-hmm. for next season definitely I think if we're led to believe I think what Barney was saying with in terms of bringing players in you also have to look a lot at what Richard Hughes is going to do you look at him for the majority of January's incomings in terms of Paddy Lane and Riley Towler Dijon Bernard and, and Super Matt Mason goal of course I think he will have a lot to say in what will be a really important summer because as you say the competition for League One next season I don't think you're going to get to Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday's position and have 93 points 92, 93 points and not get promoted next season I think the two fantastic clubs in Ipswich and Plymouth the two standout clubs are now gone it paves the way for a new lease of life in some League One team I hope that team is Pompey and I hope that we can really give it a good old go next season I think it's probably our, our greatest chance to be able to do so definitely in the last five seasons yeah We've spoken a lot in detail so far on the show tonight about the Blues head coach John Messina. After the break, we'll be hearing from him and his pre-match thoughts ahead of Sunday's game against Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park. He's been speaking about trying to transfer over the potential to try and win the game at Pryor Park last weekend and the improved performance that he thought he saw from his side into Sunday's match at Fratton. I think they can all build on that. There's been a lot of positivity around the club this week and that's brilliant. It's, it's been great to have with the, with the awards on Tuesday night and then um, just being able to come in and train and make sure that we finish the season on a high. So yeah, we'll, we'll look to build on plenty of that as well. More from myself, Barney and Tom when the Football Hour returns after this. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides, From 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Knight Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Knight Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 
Express FM. Welcome back for part two of tonight's episode of the Football Hour, driven to you in partnership with Stagecoach South. Be sure to download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to view live timetable information and even prepay for your ticket too. Still plenty of time this evening to get your views in from back home too. Pompey fans, it's 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word Express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or of course you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Dave Burns done exactly that on the emails. Good evening to you, Dave, who says, I really don't like the closed season, especially when we don't have the distraction of an international tournament. However, this summer, I genuinely think that the forthcoming two months could be significantly more exciting than the last five or six have been. Rumours of an increased transfer budget obviously ramp up the expectations, but we really do need a big transfer budget um, to bridge the gap between automatic promotion contenders and hopeful also runs. There is a small nucleus of a good squad already at Fratton Park and we probably all know who they are. Hopefully we can get the majority of our top targets into the building as soon as possible, although we know that agents are a big obstacle to that happening. 2-0 win on Sunday, Bishop to score again. Hopefully it won't be his last in a Pompey shirt. Player Pompey Dave, who's given us plenty to pick through in that email, Barney, and um, some of which I'd already sort of um, scheduled for this part of the show anyway. We'll come on to talk about some rumour transfer targets in a few moments, but we'll start off with Colby Bishop, 20th league goal of the season last weekend at Derby County. We spoke on Monday's edition of the Football Hour how perhaps fortunate we are as Blues fans to have a 20-goal season striker within the team, considering we're not anywhere near the promotion spots. Um, hopefully, as Dave mentions within the email, it's not going to be his last in a Pompey shirt. Already rumours, but potentially Ipswich are sniffing around for him. Yeah, you, of course you, they are. <laughs> well, who aren't they? But, yeah, I mean, you, you can't let a player like that go if you have genuine intentions of trying to push towards the championship. Um, if if we let him go, and particularly if we let him go right at the beginning of the transfer window, it's going to take a lot of dealings to get the fans back on board. That the those fans that are that little bit more negative would see that and think, "What on earth are yeah. we doing?" Um, you've absolutely got to keep Colby. Um, we need the players around him to help him go from 20 goals to 30 goals Um, like I mentioned with with Chaplin you need someone be feeding in the goals like he's been receiving he is the the fox in the box that finishes it his finishing is fantastic you can rely on him with penalties Um, yeah we, we can't let him go Unless Pompey have got something up their sleeve, Tom, like Derby County last season. You remember, remember when Derby had that one day where they, they just had signed... about five players before that yeah, as well, didn't they? They signed everyone apart yes. from Marlon Pack, but they, got, they signed everyone. And it was, oh wow, this team's going to storm the league. They haven't. But unless Pompey have got that lined up for the day after they sell Colby Bishop for twenty million or something, because that's what he's worth, mm. um, <laughs> it has to be a ridiculous fee. A and B, as Barney mentions, there they have to have a contingency contingency plan pretty quickly to get those fans back on board to say look we've invested this money sensibly into the right squad that will get us promotion because let's face it the money we could get from Bishop could fund a decent squad however you've you've got to be able to prove that very early on and you don't need to be in the the know to know that Pompey don't have that contingency plan in place or probably we could probably take a 99% shot at going there probably isn't a this, I mean, I don't want to be disrespecting Richard Hughes, but I wouldn't have thought there's a massive plan if Colby goes, this is what we're going to do. I know the last time something like that happened with a certain Peter Crouch, and we then mm-hmm. went on and, and made a lot of the fee that we got for him, but 
I think as Barney's just said there, it, it must be priority number one for Colby Bishop to stay at the football club. And uh, Dave mentioned on the email there, the, the nucleus, and we all know who those players are. My point of view would be Pac Morel Bishop, Paddy Lane on the right wing. And then if we can get Deshaun and Riley starting as the centre-backs and Superman Macy back in goal, that is then, that's the second Superman Macy of the, <laughs> of the football hour. Need um, klaxons at every time there's a, a <laughs> Superman Macy. Can we show. go to the status quo song? Or no, we won't do that. That's fine. We'll just do a little... We could do a little bit. That, that's fine. That'll do, Jake. Yeah, that would be my nucleus. And then you're going to look to build from there. If you lose a key component in Colby from that, you then all of a sudden have a really sort of... The, only the real flesh and bones of a squad really you don't even have a nucleus there do you so I would say yes it's a priority but Colby Bishop isn't the be all and end all for Pompey next season he is in, a, in an attacking sense but there's plenty of work to be done elsewhere on the pitch too Absolutely in, in regards to those sort of attacking positions Barney you look at next season currently the only striker Pompey will have on their books is Colby Bishop Joey Pickett of course on loan from Ipswich um, who knows what's going to happen with him next season does John Massino like him enough to bring him back on a permanent we don't know that we can't answer that um, Dane Scarlett as well I can't imagine we'll see him back in blue next season going back to Tottenham from his loan spell so you, you get rid of Colby Bishop and we've got no strikers at the club so it's not only key to keep him in, in the sense that he's a very good player and he is the, the heartbeat of this team with what has been I'd say throughout flashes of a season very poor support from the players around him but still to get 20 goals of a season is fantastic but also in the respect of we've quite literally got no other strikers so what on earth are we going to do? Yeah, you you would worry where on earth the goals would come from literally. if we lost him yeah. um, Piggott's popped up with a few um, but they, they haven't felt like goals that have been his making mm. um, the goal at Accrington he earned, it felt like he earned that but beyond that, there's nothing in my mind that's thought, oh yeah, Pierre could step in his shoes. I'm not seeing that personally. So like Tom was just saying, if we lost Colby, you, you just need to hope that we've got this contingency plan, but I can't see that we have. Mm. Um, the, the wingers that we've had this season, it seems to be only towards the end that Paddy Lane's really found his form. He looked really good and really threatening at Derby, both from a defensive side as well. The amount he held up the ball and... and four Derby players into silly fouls was fantastic but it's it's taken a long while to get him going mm. so if we can get players like him and a few more around him then yeah there's there's positive opportunities there I'd like to highlight a few transfer rumours that have already cropped up now um, Tom will start off with 23 year old striker uh, Lee I think it's Lee Bonis from from Larn in Northern Ireland oh I didn't I, even know about this I'd like to say have you not no Tom Chappell. Should I not have known? Of, should I have known about this? I've not heard of it. I've had to put his name into into FOTMOB as you as it's you said that. Been all over social media, lads. Where have you Has been? It? Yeah. Oh well, I'm clearly not following the right accounts. You've then. been asleep for the last two weeks. April twenty fourth. I don't rely on social media for oh. transfer rumours for Pompey. Well, no, but I'm. I'm these no, not trying to sound like no, an idiot there. But <laughs> these these are coming from reports from likes of Jordan Cross from, <laughs> from reports of Nick. Okay, um, so it's it's a re it's a fairly reputable source. It's yeah, not just sure. some, some some bloke on on, on Twitter, but um, but now I can't believe he's not seen it. I'm, I, no. You're going to mention another one that I have seen that's also yeah. from the Ports of News. I, I, I wanted to talk about a bit about Lee Bonis, but you, you both clearly haven't. Well, 15 goals this season, apparently, yeah. for his club yeah. in the league. So, I mean, 
it's a decent return. Yeah, it's the Northern Irish League. He plays for Lan. He's 23 years old. 15 goals in the league this season. Yeah. Overall, 92 games for the club. 31 goals, 16 assists. 23 years of age. And from what a few sort of Northern Irish fans are saying on social media, he's a very similar player to Colby Bishop in the terms of he's got a bit of pace, he's got a bit of aggression, very good finisher, clearly. And potentially at that kind of age where he's ready to, to step up into perhaps a, a bigger role, no disrespect to Lan, but yeah. uh, actually get that move to, to really kickstart his career Tom my, my, my question now to you considering you've not heard of him he could be sort of a similar signing to what Ronan Curtis was when he came in yeah. 2018 yeah definitely that sort of pedigree yeah and I'd I mean that may be part of the contingency plan if Colby Bishop isn't to be at the football club the other flip side of that if he is at the football club if he's a similar player to him well what a brilliant backup that would be should Colby Bishop you know, unavailability, unavailability issues, or you know, if he gets injured, God forbid, and you know, there's 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 a, a scope for that for definite. But yeah, I think that that would also fit the model of this young up and coming talent that the football club are keen to kind of make themselves known for, really, and, and not signing that. Obviously, you've got to have a couple of the the players perhaps on the down of their career, such as the Marlon Pack leaving the Championship summer last summer. But obviously the, the the key is, and you're looking at Bernard and, and Towler and Lane, and you're trying to sign these twenty low twenty year old players mm. to build and, and really foster at Portsmouth Football Club and let them make a name for themselves and kickstart their career in English football. Gavin White is another player that has been rumoured. I've heard of that one. <laughs> Tom. Have you not either? No, missed that one. Oh, okay. Before, I can answer this one. Gavin White, the former Oxford winger, um, currently at I believe Cardiff City. Yes. Um, perhaps you know, sort of making a step back down to League One. A few of the Cardiff fans saying on social media, and you've got to take fan opinion quite, quite respectable in, mm-hmm. in this regard. In, in terms of Gavin White, an experienced player in the football league, um, he, he can provide goals. He can provide assists. He can. He is sort of at the higher spectrum in terms of the, the age that he is at and the experience he brings and Cardiff fans are saying yeah he's a decent player but not quite ready for a championship so in that sense Tom Gavin White if you were, were to come to Fratton Park would that be either a good option or someone who comes straight into the starting lineup for you? I think he's a good option um, for, uh, made of mine as who's an Oxford fan has given me a little bit of the, the recce on him um, I think he'd be a good addition. He was keen to point out that he perhaps doesn't have the creative flair that we might be looking for in a player, which I think, again, you, you take fan opinions with, with a pinch of salt, but you also need to take a lot into... I mean, we were so wrong with listening to fans on Matt Macy, weren't we, for example? Mm-hmm. So you've you got to th- think that and take the rough with this move on that one. But I think he'd be, he'd be a great addition. And he obviously has his links to Messino as well. And we know that there's a, a sort of an embargo with the transfers, of the current players at Oxford United, that we can't go and nab from the Kassam, which, fair enough... But those that actually predate his time at Oxford and maybe he was playing with in times gone by that have now moved elsewhere, Gavin White looks like a, a good one. And, and I think it's had a, an overall positive response yeah. in the kind of the... I mean, it, it's a rumour, isn't it? And a rumour yeah. and nothing more than that. But it, it looks like it could, could be a good one and, and one to keep an eye on, perhaps. Another one that has been floating around, and I'd like to think you know this one, Barney. Tommy Lee, yes, the midfield from Accrington Stanley. Um, of course, he's, he's a Pompey boy, once played for Baffins, Milton Rovers, come through uh, the Blues Academy as well before moving to uh, Aki in 2021. Had time with Baffins, as we mentioned there, Bognor Regis Town for two years as well. 23 years of age, um, quite likely to get relegated with Accrington this season, and quite frankly, a player who should be playing higher than the League Two football. Um, 
again, really same question, but I directed to Tom in regards to Gavin White. An option for Pompey next season if they were to genuinely pursue it? Yeah, I think he's he's a very positive player. He moves the ball forward a lot, happy to take a shot where necessary, happy to get the ball into the box, and I think we've seen a lot of success this season when we have crossed the ball in. Um, I, I think we've scored more headed goals this season than I can remember for any mm. season in recent times. So, you know, imagine that. Tommy Lee whipping that ball in for, for Colby that would be fantastic I, I happened to go visit um, a Cambridge Accrington game I think it was last season now and he stood out uh, you know fantastic player uh, when he went from Bognor to Accrington he thought crikey what a move yeah. what, a, what a jump up the leagues mm-hmm. that is but well what a, what a find that was from Accrington how interesting a team it could be next season Joan Burrell Tom Lowry in midfield but like I said Tommy Lee Paddy Lane on the wings Colby Bishop up top as well starts to look interesting it's exciting isn't it yeah Um, just a bit of breaking news actually lads something we weren't expecting to happen on tonight's show from the EFL Um, the EFL have announced a landmark broadcasting deal with Sky Sports we know there have been uh, talks over the last few weeks with the EFL and um, some other sort of TV companies in regards to where those broadcasting rights would go to from next season onwards. I'm going to read you the statement here in full from the EFL in regards to this because it is very big news for all concerned clubs, all 72 of them. Um, the EFL clubs have unanimously approved a record domestic rights deal with broadcaster Sky Sports worth $935 million over a five-year period with over 1,000 matches to be broadcast each season. A record number of games for any football club agreement, which, by the way, away from a statement itself, is just completely blown out of the water. Previous deals, over 1,000 matches Mm. per season is crazy. Um, Continuing with the statement now, running from season 24-25, so it won't be next season, it'll be the season afterwards, uh, until 2029, the arrangement will be made up of guaranteed payments of $895 and $40 in market and benefits. In total, 1,059 EFL matches set to be broadcast exclusively across existing Sky Sports channels or live via Sky Sports streaming destination available on TV and mobile devices. Key to point out there as well, they've quoted it via a Sky Sports streaming destination, not the Sky Sports. That indicates to me that there's something new in the pipeline Mm -hmm. being being sort of floated about there. Um, increased value and promotion. The new deal represents 50% increase in the value of the current rights agreement, which will see significantly enhanced exposure for all clubs provided through an on-air and digital support from Sky Sports to promote EFL competitions, clubs and community initiatives. And this is what I'm sure most fans will be eager to know. How many of these matches will be actually League 1 and League 2? 248 of them is the minimum mm. apparently minimum of 248 in League 1 a minimum of 248 in League 2 so that's not all together that's each mm. and 328 in the Championship all 15 playoff matches all 93 Carapel Cup matches and all 127 EFL Trophy games Tom that's huge yeah, it's really huge. I'm, to be honest, I'm I'm not particularly surprised that it's gone to Sky Sports, but I am quite surprised by the number mm. of games. And I would assume, you know, match choice is something that happens at the moment. Sky Sports Red Button. I know they use Sky Sports Arena sometimes, and obviously the dedicated Sky Sports Football. But you mentioned there that there's not going to be, um, it could be the the opportunity for there to be something else additionally to Sky mm. Sports as a, as a kind of subdivision for for their broadcast. But I mean, I, I, the the point I would make and my 
initial reaction is I remember the the reaction across social media and a, a kind of a, across everyone I kind of knew that wasn't a particular League One or League Two fan of a club when the um, the Devon derby at Home Park was on Sky Sports this season between Plymouth and Exeter there was widespread approval of why are we not seeing more League One games mm. being broadcasted so I suppose here's your answer and now a lot of people get get to see it and I suppose it's good from a club's point of view it sounds like there's a ludicrous amount of money involved mm. which is good to see exposure for clubs I think it can only be a good thing obviously for the fan that goes week in week out it's not ideal because there may be the opportunity I don't know we're just speculating but I suppose fixture time changes and silly sort of scheduling that kind of thing Barney what do you what do you reckon yeah there's a few thoughts triggered straight away from that it sounds like that's the death of I follow to me mm. that that sounds like the Sky will take on the majority of games. The, the streaming word that you highlighted there, Jake, is is prominent to me. Yeah. This, I mean, it sounds like it's potentially going the American way, where you have an app to, yeah. to watch an entire league, like say MLS has recently done with Apple TV. <laughs> How apt is it to put you on the show? Today? I, I, yeah, it's perfect timing <laughs> yeah. for me, really, isn't it, to link in with that? But, but yeah, I mean, that we've just seen a ten-year deal with Apple buying the rights for MLS, where you can pay. Eighty pounds a year and watch every single MLS game. It's good value. Oh, it's fantastic value. If you're a fan like me from a long way away that can't make it week in week out, then it's it's unreal. And and yeah, this could be good for EFL fans from from that side of thing. As Tom was saying there, yeah, you can totally see an extra Sky Sports channel, Sky Sports EFL. Um, you know that you can see that popping up on the listings, but. Um, yeah, that that only sounds positive to me. It's going to make the EFL stand out even further yeah. from from second, third, and fourth divisions in other countries. You look at Italy and France in particular. You go beneath their second divisions, and yeah. there's teams you've never heard yeah. of. Whereas you look here now, we've got big big teams, Pompey, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, Ipswich in the third divisions that club that sorry football fans around the world will have heard of. Mm. So it's only going to give them even more exposure and bring in even better players. Still can't get over it. 248 League One matches, 248 League Two matches. When we, we see the, the announcements every month, don't we, Tom, from EFL in conjunction with Sky Sports as to which games are going to be on Sky over the next sort of 30 days. And there is quite often 12 Championship, one League One, if you're lucky. Yeah. That is it. The only time League One or League Two gets on Sky Sports is if it's for playoffs or if there is a big Devon derby, which even that didn't get shown on Sky Sports this season. There mm. was one a few weeks ago, I think, because it's in James's Park. Yes. on TV so. yeah yeah exactly yeah I, yeah I think it's really exciting it's you know it, it gives the opportunity for a lot of people to see what they've been missing out on in terms of League One and yeah I think it's um, my only problem as I said would be the, the scheduling but I don't think that'll be a, a maybe might not be a major issue with, with that many games you compare 248 league games over a season compared to how many games there actually are in a mm. season it's, it's, it's a fair chunk so you, you're not going to move every single game to a final I, I, I like the idea of mixing up fixture times and things like that I know people have their routines and they have their superstitions putting on your certain shirt your favourite underwear all that kind of jazz a lot of football fans are like that mm. I'm, I'm the same I, I always pick a shirt for a particular reason however changing it up it, it, it mm. makes a different approach to your day sometimes and yeah, I like it. Can I ask what's going to happen to the three pm blackout thing? I'm assuming that might come. Oh, into... you're asking the wrong guy, Tom. No, I'm not asking oh, you particularly, but throwing it out there as a kind of. <laughs> There's it, already been a lot of change. With it that does. I follow yeah. even being a thing. Yeah, that's, that, true. that's you know, pre-COVID, I follow. You couldn't watch a three pm no. game in the UK, whereas mm. now you can. It's so there's does, already been changes. Yeah, it certainly does raise the question of that, that that sheer volume of games. Mm. It must be something. There has been talks over the last few months of, of of some people trying to campaign to get rid of it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if that news does break at any time, 
even if it's in the off season, we'll come on and talk about it definitely because that would be huge. That has distracted us away from our, our, our main talking point: Pompey versus Wickham, the battle for eighth position. Now let's hear the pre-match thoughts of John Messina. Well, John, final day coming up. What's your message to the players going to be going into that fixture? Yeah, um, it's sort of a business as usual, and trying try and enjoy the final day, try and go out on a high. Uh, there is, you know, there's quite a bit to play for in terms of league position with this one, which has fallen on um, the last day of the season where it's eighth versus ninth, and so we've got a lot of pride to play for there. We, we really do want to make sure that we finish ahead of Wickham and, and finish as strongly as possible. That's a really important thing for us, and, and finishing at home as well. Um, after everything that's gone on this season, I think we owe everybody a, a performance and and hopefully a result as well. So, um, you know, just to go and go and play with a lot of positivity and a lot of freedom and, and try and put a good display on. And I suppose in terms of performance, you'll really want to go and build on, on what you put on last week against Derby as well. Yeah, in, in spells, I thought the, the, the lads were, were excellent, and particularly that sort of 25-30 minute spell before half-time when we actually got to grips with the game. Went 1-0 up, could have been 2 or 3. And, um, you know, there was just a lot of grit in the second half as well. So I think they can all build on that. There's been a lot of positivity around the club this week, and that's brilliant. It's, it's been great to have with the, with the awards on Tuesday night, and then um, just being able to come in and train and make sure that we finish the season on a high. So yeah, we'll, we'll look to build on plenty of that as well. Yeah, like you say, a bit of positivity around the place. You obviously mentioned the awards Tuesday and we had the sponsors down this morning as well to watch training. How nice has it been able to interact with those people around and, and the supporters as well? Yeah, really nice. I mean, the the um, these are the people that, that put a lot of money and time into the football club and um, you know follow us up and down the country. So it's, it's nice to have that interaction. It's nice to see... Um, well, it's nice for them to, I think, have conversations with us and see where we're trying to go. And I think everybody's on, on the same wavelength. Everybody knows it's a big summer for us and, and everyone knows that, um, you know, we've got high expectations going into next season and, and we've got a lot of work to do to uh, to get there. So, yeah, it's great. I think the, the, the vibe around the place after, I think, the disappointment of losing out in the playoffs has, has been really positive. Wickham have also undergone a managerial change this season, like ourselves. What are you expecting from them under their new look gaffer? Yeah, I mean, I know Matt Broomfield really well. I played with him at Wickham many, many years ago and, and he did a fantastic job when he went to, to Colchester, albeit for a short period of time, but he took them um, you know, from where they were really struggling at the bottom end of the league to, to, to out of trouble and, and he's taken over at Wickham and it's been a, it's been a difficult job, I think, uh, following Gareth Ainsworth and I know he wants to implement his own, his own style of play and, and put his mark on things and I think he's done a you know, pretty, pretty good job of that so far and, and again, it's going to be a big job for him. Um, going into going into next season and, and really I think revamping everything that's going on there and, and, and really pushing on and, and like I say putting his own mark and everything so I think he's done a fantastic job so far and and again you know they're they're going to come here and, uh, and and try and disrupt things on the final day and they're going to be vying for that eighth place as well so I think we've got a good game on our hands. What's the team news looking like? What's the squad looking like in terms of injuries? Yeah, um, thankfully Tom's trained this week after just picking up that knock last week. I know he's fit enough to, to sit on the bench, but uh, Tom's trained. Jay's back in, in training as well. Denver's um, not showed any Ill, Ill effects from uh, the knock on the back of his knee. So uh, we're looking like it's a, a relatively clean bill of health going into uh, the game at the weekend. Uh, probably a game too far for Zach, but he's had another full week of training under his belt and that's real positive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just heard the collective sigh for the last two <laughs> seconds of that interview of, of Tom Chappell sighing with uh, Zach Swanson. Yeah, unfortunately, we won't see him on Sunday. I assume as well... John Messino saying Tom's been training has not been yourself. No, I haven't been down at Roco. We'll, no. we'll, we'll safely assume that's uh, Tom Lowry, yes. not, not Tom Chapel. Thank Fornil the Lord. <laughs> However, it would be fantastic to see Fournil written over it banging in the goals on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I. That screams like a charity football game. That screams charity yeah. football game, doesn't it? There's something in the works there. Right, time for one last break in tonight's show, but we'll get the final thoughts of Barney and Tom as well as a closer look into Pompey's final day opponents with Kirsty Roxanne. Sit tight and stay tuned for the conclusion of the Football Hour. 
This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. This evening's Football Hour is brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you through Hampshire and across the South Coast with minimal fuss. Download the app or head to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Right, we've just over 10 minutes of the show remaining. This here is your last reminder for tonight to get in touch with us here on the show, whether you've got something to add to what's already been mentioned, a question from the panel, or be it just a score prediction, please don't hesitate to get involved. 81400 is the number you need to text. Start your messages with the word express. Email sport at express. ExpressFM.com, include at ExpressFM on Twitter or visit Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We're going to give you a few moments to do that whilst we take a listen to Kirsty Roxanne, who's got more on the Blues' final day opponents, Wickham Wanderers. Pompey's last away game of the season ended in a stalemate at Pride Park as the Blues left Derby County still in with a chance promotion. Now one game left as John Massino's side take on Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Taking the lead last Saturday with a header from Colby Bishop, the Blues kept on top for 37 minutes before James Collins came back to equalise the sides. Let's hope Pompey can end the season on a high and secure a win on home turf. Manager. Former Wickham Wanderers and Ipswich Town Academy midfielder Matthew Bloomfield is at the helm. He went up through Ipswich's academy and graduated without making a first-team league appearance, joining Wickham on a free transfer and making his senior debut in 2003. Bloomfield spent 19 years playing for the Chairboys. He played in League 2, League 1 and the Championship and was in the team that reached a semi-final of the 2006-07 Football League Cup. At the start of the 2021-22 season, his final one with the club as a player, he was given the added responsibility of first-team coach. In September 2022, Bloomfield was appointed head coach of League Two side Colchester United. He was awarded EFL League Two Manager of the Month award after securing 13 points from six matches in January 2023. Following the departure of long-term manager Gareth Ainsworth to Queen's Park Rangers, Bloomfield agreed in principle to return to Wickham Wanderers as manager February this year. One to watch. 33-year-old forward Sam Vokes is one to keep tabs on this weekend. The former Burnley and Stoke City striker has found the back of the net 23 times in 75 appearances for the Chairboys since signing in July 2021. This season, Vokes has contributed to six goals and three assists across 34 league appearances whilst wearing the number nine shirt. Top scorer. Midfielder Lewis Wing is the top goal scorer for the Chairboys this campaign. Wing started playing Sunday League football before being scouted for Northern League side Brandon United, who he made his senior debut for at age 16. He went on to play for his hometown club, Newton Aycliffe, until he eventually joined Northern League Division 2 side, Torlaw Town. Wing then signed for Seaham Red Star and Shildon, where his performances led to being scouted by Championship side, Middlesbrough. He stayed with the club for five years with short loan spells at Yeovil Town, Rotherham United and Sheffield Wednesday. 
In January 2022, Wing joined League One side Wickham Wanderers. He has scored eight league goals this campaign. Current form. The Chairboys currently sit in ninth in League One, one position and one point below the Blues. In their last home games, Matthew Bloomfield's side have secured two wins, two draws and six defeats. Wickham were promoted to League One a week before their final game in the 2017-18 season. After two seasons, they were promoted to Championship before getting relegated back to League One in 2020-21 season. And they are now prepared to spend another season in League One after also being in the run-in for playoff positions. But their recent downfall meant this was mathematically impossible three games before the end of the season. Who will finish on top in the league table? Can the Blues end the season on a high and finish on a win? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. An insight there into the Chairboys ahead of Sunday's curtain closer at Fratton Park. And we'll hear more from Kirsty when Pompey Live returns with the build-up of the game on Sunday morning. Um, because of the news that broke uh, midway through the show, Barney, we've not really had too much time to delve so far into John Messino's pre-match interview, um, within which he mentioned um, injured players and those returning to training this week. Mentioned like of Denver Hume, Jay Mingy, Tom Lowry all supposedly in full training on the grass sacks Swanson still sideline we heard Tom and his collective sigh after hearing that news <laughs> um, but in regards to Denver Hume Jay Mingy as well for the first time potentially under John Messino Tom Lowry for the final game of the season with only pride and one position to play for are these players you'd like to see at least be given one opportunity under the new manager? Yeah, Mingi especially um, he's, he's shown real glimpses of talent and he's had some some quote unquote bigger clubs looking at him I think it was Birmingham linked with him in January I want to say Um, he I think has the potential to be one of those players for the future perhaps you know when as you use the words you know someone winding down their career perhaps impact coming down from the championship um, you know can can Pack be a a kind of mentor to Mingi and and pass on some of his experience to him Um, I'd like to see more of him. Hume, less so. I'm, I'm going to keep it positive and just say I'd like to see a lot more of Ming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Lowry as well. Uh, we saw, of Tommy course, Tommy Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say the rest of it because that's not radio no. worthy, is it? Well, you can't. Oh, no, of course, no. no. Yeah, yes, do no, that. we're not going to do that. I just no. thought you were going at the angle because you can't sing. You can sing. Well, I can't sing, no, either. So there's two reasons to not want to have it on the radio. So there we go. I've just realised why you can't sing. Yeah, don't say that. Good song, though. Um, <laughs> but to see him back in a pompous shirt, hopefully this weekend, uh, Tom, um, after a big injury, kept him out for a lot of a season, came back into the side, had a little bit of time under John Bassino. Yes. Uh, again, this would represent a good opportunity for him to have potentially 90 minutes under his belt on an audition for next season yeah and he's another player with a really long contract isn't he so he's got another couple of seasons at the football club at least um, which is really good to see and he'd be another name that I'd add to that nucleus and spine of the team that we mentioned earlier on in the show is a, a really good one that I'm looking forward to seeing next year definitely Congratulations elsewhere as well, of course, to the Portsmouth women retainers of the PDFA Cup. Uh, victory for them over Moneyfield's reserves at AFC Portchester's uh, on-site stadium. Uh, 2-1 victory, a penalty in the first half converted by Ella Wilde uh, before a second to what looked to seal it in the second half before Moneyfield responded two minutes later in the 76th minute. Jay Sadler's side did see out the victory in their final game of the season in all competitions. So, a very, very strong campaign for the Pompey women, the Min 
Inter Army doing very well of course in the league ended up finishing in fourth position in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division after fighting for the title up until two games to go of course got to the semi-finals of the FA Women's National League Cup as well uh, before bowing out to Nottingham Forest and of course of we just mentioned their winners of the PDFA Cup as well. So congratulations to uh, the Pompey women, Eric Colborn, of course, the chairman, and Jay Sadler, the head coach, plenty to build upon. A bit like Pompey men as well for next season. Mm. Hopefully it will be a successful campaign for both the men's and the women's as well. Um, Barney, just before we do go and get the score predictions for Sunday's game, it is a race for eighth position. Ordinarily, if you're a neutral, it's not a game you're looking out for for this weekend. But for Pompey, looking to play for A, a bit of pride, end the season on a high, potentially 11 games unbeaten, and to finish as high up the table as possible. Yeah, you, you hope that you're going to see some positive football. Um, you know, if you're a player that's maybe being linked with Pompey, you might watch the game. You might see how we play, and you want to see some positive football. You don't want to see a team that sits behind the ball, losing 3-0 at home last day of the season. You want to see a team moving forward, putting Wickham under pressure, um, hope we can force them into some mistakes. They've, they've not been the, the most attractive footballing club, despite their recent successes of getting up to the championship. So I don't think it takes a lot to, to make them make mistakes. Um, hopefully we can have a positive day and, as you say, yeah, take that positivity into next season and yeah. into the summer to attract some good transfers score prediction time now Kevin on the emails is going for a 2-0 Pompey win uh, Tom not this Tom another Tom on Twitter is going for a 3-1 Pompey win uh, Barney your score prediction please I think it could be tight I'm going to go with like a 2-1 2-1 2-1 Pompey obviously yeah 2-1 <laughs> nosedive since Gareth Ainsworth went so why not a 4-0 written all over yeah, it yeah, the yeah. Season. <laughs> it's got to be done isn't yeah. it boys it's got to be done we didn't have a 4-0 written all over it last time for obvious reasons but we're glad we're back oh yes it's got to 4-0 written all over it's it anyways. thank you Tom thank you Barney uh, my score prediction for the sake of it I'm going to go for a I'll go for a 2-0 Pompey win 2-0 Pompey win to end the season on a high on Sunday right kick off midday on Sunday afternoon join us on Pompey Live from the very early time of 10 o'clock in the morning the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Portsmouth's men ended their season of away games with a point at Derby on Saturday. Chips into the far post to Bishop. Header of the post and in! Derby chip to the edge of the Pompey penalty area. Shot and goal! Derby won, Portsmouth won. It's one last hurrah for the Blues next as they host Wickham Wanderers. Join us for all of the unmissable action Sunday from 10. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Set those alarms. Early, early start on Sunday morning, unfortunately. It's 12 o'clock kickoff at Fratton Park. At least the rest of the day pretty open, though, doesn't it, in the evening? So, uh, yeah, let's get that one over and done with as Pompey look to end the campaign on a high. Can they get the all-important three points to secure only their second victory in the course of the last four games? Of course, it would extend their unbeaten run to 11 games in the league heading into the 2023-24 campaign. Big thank you to everyone who got in touch on the social media platforms tonight. Big thank you to everyone, of course, who just listened into the show. Big cheers to Stagecoach across the South support for supporting tonight's and, of course, the season's editions of the Football Hour. Big thank you to my dentist because I need to put my teeth back in. <laughs> Big cheers to Barney for making your debut of Football Hour. Barney, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. 
and enjoy what I'm very envious of your trip to the Big Apple yep flying next weeks. Friday off to New York Hudson River Derby doesn't get any better than that does it nice. but we're looking forward to Pompey Wickham aren't we Tom of course we are of course we, of course are. we are cheers Tom thank, thank you very you. much cheers for tonight and thank you for your uh, appearances for the season it's been a pleasure thank you more for having of it me. next season hopefully absolutely. as well absolutely we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back with a bang Pompey's promotion season you heard it here first oh my word we are storming <laughs> this division <laughs> Pompey Live back from 10am on Sunday thank you for listening you can listen back to the show if you missed any of it or if you fancy replaying it in around about 20 minutes time have a good weekend stay safe and play out Pompey <laughs>